Okay, welcome to another edition of Insight Works in Conversation. This is Amanda, and I'm here with Tanya from Insight Works, of course. And we're going to be talking today about 3D modeling. So, welcome, Tanya. Hi. <laughs> uh, do you want to maybe introduce yourself a little to our audience? Yeah, so I am part of Insight Works. I do all the 3D modeling for our training maps. Um, I also do uh, the 360 views as well. Okay, great. Do you want to pull your mic a little closer to yeah. your face? You might want to, yeah. Let me see here. Let me pause it. Okay. I don't know. All right. So first, um, do you want to tell me a little bit about yourself and your skill set and a little bit about what you do here at InsightWorks? Yes. Yeah, so um, I started going to Sioux College. I took the two-year course at Video Game Art. Uh, that is where I learned originally how to do 3D modeling and how to use um, 3ds Max, which is a 3D modeling program. Um, after that, after I graduated, um, I decided to hone my skills continuously. So I learned how to use Blender, which is a free software that we use here at InsightWorks. Um, and then essentially I got hired on at InsightWorks uh, to do their maps. And so that is where I am now. Awesome. Um, can you tell me a little bit about how you work with clients? Yes, yeah, so uh, when we work with clients, we discuss their needs uh, visually, basically. Uh, we decide what points that they would like to see close up in a 360. Uh, and then we also decide the overall landing pages for them, which would be the areas of interest they would like to choose. Okay. Um, now, I'm not an artist, so I can't speak to it, but I would imagine you're an ideal space is you're working with is it blueprints or how do you actually how does it all come together because it sounds super complicated to me yeah um so our ideals would be getting as much information as um, our clients provide us which would include blueprints or any extra maps uh, drawings that they may, may have themselves um, but most of the time unfortunately we don't get that much info from clients um, and that is where our pictures are very big. We go out to the sites and we take hundreds, if not thousands of photos so that we have uh, our own reference library we can work from. Great. So you are spending quite a bit of time on site more often than not and getting a feel for the environment that you're working in. Yes. Does, yeah. that, does that help kind of, you know, shape what you're putting together and, and drawing and yeah like being on the site itself helps us a lot um you know visually to know and see and experience for ourselves first and then once us being there we can definitely it helps us better understand the photos that we take right instead of someone else going out to take them we take them personally ourselves it just helps us understand a lot better awesome um, so I would think, again, I'm not an artist, um, but when I think of 3D modeling, I think of gaming. But it's, you know, nice to hear that what, what you do is really transforming other industries that probably weren't, you know, thinking in that visual way when, when it's, you know, um, to do with training or onboarding. Uh, could you maybe talk a little bit about that? Yeah, um, I, it's definitely true. A lot of people think of video games when they think of 3D modeling. Um, but there's definitely 3D in many areas that a lot of people don't realize. I feel like if you're doing 3D well, then a lot of people don't actually notice it's 3D. Um, 
you know, there's many like graphic designers and um, interior designers and other areas like that where 3D is actually used quite often now in the industry. And um, it's, it's exciting to be able to branch out in something like training software that helps people uh, visually learn. Um, I feel like a lot of people learn better visually than they do, you know, sometimes with books and reading and stuff like that. And I think it's a good opportunity to help people learn from every side. Yeah, because now we're really in a, a blended learning type of environment. And, and, you know, we all have our phones and we're always watching things, reading things. So this is very complimentary to all of that. And I think what you're saying is true that, you know, we, we are more leaning towards a visual type learning style, um, not just in the industries we work in, like manufacturing and healthcare, but in everyday life. That's yeah. my impression. Yeah. Um, awesome. So what can you tell me, what have been some of your favorite projects to work on and why? Um, well, I guess the recent project at Rauka was, um, definitely a, a great success. Um, since it was technically the first large scale project that I worked on, I learned a lot from it. Uh, so it definitely made me comfortable with, um, Blender itself. Uh, I learned more about the actual program itself than what I, you know, thought I knew. And um, it helped me with such a large client, it helped me gauge basically how the client will uh, react and how we can work around them and help them to basically pinpoint the areas that they need and help them succeed. How many maps have you created thus far? Um, so for Rauco alone, it's been over 101 maps. Wow. Yeah. That sounds like a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a lot and a lot of time. A lot of rendering. <laughs> a lot of rendering. Yeah. Uh, could you talk to us a little bit more? What does Blender do? I don't know what your software is. <laughs> like, what, what is their purpose? I know Photoshop. I yeah. know the rest of them. But... Yeah. So, I mean, Blender, the first thing is that it's open software, right? It's free. Anyone can use it. Um, it's a fantastic software. Um what it does is it basically it allows you to create anything digitally 3d um you know um so you can create basically anything that once you learn the program you can create it anything that you want uh the the software offers that um they they offer different so they have the the cycles or you can do um just blender render which is the different ways of how you can render an image so you can render it depending on if it's more for video games or if it's more for something else um, in this case we use the cycles render because it looks prettier <laughs> and um, it, it's better for what we use it for which is mostly just imagery okay yeah uh, what's some feedback that you've had from clients about um, the impact that your maps have had on their operators or you know in, in the hospitals mm -hmm. um how's the feedback been uh i think it's been fantastic um hospital wise a lot of people like to call it the barbie house look because our maps <laughs> look like little barbie That's houses really good actually yeah. i like that yeah and it definitely helps 
people understand the layout of the building and where to go, it could be overwhelming uh, for a new client or, uh, you know, a new person coming into the hospital and not knowing where to go or, you know, especially in emergency wise and being able to look beforehand, knowing where to go and and how to get there is is more calming and comforting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Again, I'm not a medical professional, but (laughs) we've all had a a first day somewhere or some new place that we've had to go to. So I think having that insight of, you know, getting the look and feel and spatial awareness of a new space through these 3D maps um, and 3D modeling would really just kind of ease a lot of the stress and worry that mm-hmm. I may have or my my team may have, et cetera. Yeah. Or the public. Yeah. I definitely feel for it's important for onboarding as well because if you're hired into a new position, you can literally go into the map and see exactly where you're going to be working from day to day. You can get comfortable with your surroundings before even having to go there. And with you know the use of icons and dropping it in, there's so much information to explore within the maps. Yeah. Can you tell me a little bit more about the icons? Yeah. So with the maps, you know, we have the trace options and dropping icons. Um, basically, you could fill the icons with information about um, the spots and and you can also uh, select and trace certain objects within the maps um, that allows you to essentially put in whatever information you feel needs to be there. Um, for instance, if you uh, have a certain piece of equipment that you feel is important in that map that you'd like your trainee to know, uh, then you can highlight it and have them go in and learn everything about you know, that certain piece of equipment. In those icons and the information that we're able to input, is it limited to text or can we put... Um, other types of information in there. Yeah, you can link whatever information you'd like, um, videos, text, uh, pages, you know, PDFs, whatever you feel. Oh, yeah, should be there. That's yeah. great. Yeah. And the client doesn't have to go through you to put the icons in. Do they put no. them in themselves? Yeah, they put them in themselves. Yeah. So they have the option with the sidebar to uh, basically design it how they so choose. Awesome. Yeah, that's really great. Yeah. Um, let me think here. So where do you see the, I don't know, if, do, would you call it an industry of 3D modeling or? or yeah. Yeah. yeah so where would you see the industry of 3D modeling going in the future? I mean, it seems like it's already making a lot of headway. I mean, mm-hmm. we, we hear about how, well, we know how we're doing <laughs> it here at Insightworks and through gaming and whatnot, but how do you see it kind of? evolving over the next even five to ten years which is a really long time in the (laughs) digital space yeah um that's kind of hard to say because there's i would say there's like subdivisions of 3d modeling in itself right you have people that use it for uh special effects you have people that use it for video games you have people that use it for 3d printing uh and just modeling in general so um again 3d modeling is such a big and large thing that you could use for so many reasons um i think the industry is only gonna get bigger and with more time basically open more doors with uh specific niches that the 3d modeling could be used for awesome so again it's not just for and correct me if i'm wrong but it's not just for big clients it's not just for um a, a gigantic hospital it really can be applied to almost any company if they have a need for it yes yeah wow for sure that's great yeah so what would be your 
dream client <laughs> if, if you could you know shake a um i don't know some type of magic thing and have have a dream client who would that be or what type of client would that be hmm. or project not the yeah. client yeah our clients are amazing <laughs> but the project um it's really hard to say um I I definitely like world building and designing and that's why I love designing the maps and and you know in the first place so I guess if a client had needed a, a certain specific um place in mind or visually just represent what the client wanted I I love bringing people's uh images to life um obviously cuz not everybody is creative that's why they hire creative sure, people yes. um so just I actually just really enjoy being able to bring those images to life for those clients and, you know, the, the look on their face and how excited they get is yeah, basically to see the it come to life. Yeah. Being then, able to see tangible, you know, images. Great. Yeah. yeah. And also working with clients with multiple locations and putting your own spin on those, you know, even though, yes, they're the same company, but each location would have yeah. their own unique for sure whatever you want to call it um i think that would be really cool as well yeah great um is there anything else you wanted to share with us um if i could think of something i don't think i do not at the moment, not at the moment? <laughs> no all right that's okay uh let's see here we've got about 12 20? Okay, I think that's pretty good. Okay. Do a short one. And then if we do a second part with Zach. Yeah, I'm sure Zach will have more information to add. More as well. Yeah. Awesome. And you can tell him how easy this was. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, okay. Tanya, for sitting down with us. Um, thank you for everybody listening. This is Amanda Tanya from InsightWorks. If you would like to know more, uh, hit us up on the website, www.insightworks.ca. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Okay, so we're just kind of want to talk about women in tech. And all right, so given what you do, Tanya, um, again, I don't want to sound like an ignorant person, but my assumption, even in 2019, is it's not necessarily flooded with women in that industry is that accurate do you see things changing if that's accurate uh, what are your thoughts on that matter uh, i definitely think 3d modeling um, before was not um, a woman heavy industry even when i took it in college um, it was basically 90 percent male 10 percent really? female yeah um, i think by the end of it i was the only female left in my class that graduated really? yes um, but I definitely think that, um, it would be being a woman in this industry. I absolutely love it. And I hope to see more women in the future enjoy it just as much as I do. Um, you know, I love the work that I do and it's still, you know, very artistic and creative. Um, and I do hope in the future to see more women come in. I think that there is a small, um, buildup of women that are coming in now, um, from what I've heard from my younger peers it seems like more people are taking the courses and stuff like that to get where I am. Awesome. So do you see, um, and maybe this isn't applicable, tell me if I'm wrong, but with the 3D modeling, do you see that kind of also sitting with design, like graphic design? Do you see people kind of going to school for 
that as a complementary skill or is that just inherent in what you do? Um, I do think there are big differences between, say, graphic design and 3D modeling, um, but they definitely overlap. There are cases where it overlaps. Um, I feel like more so uh, females might go to just directly graphic design over 3D modeling. Right. Um, but personally, I think it might be better to do something that's less saturated. Mm. Um, so 3D modeling might be the way to go since the industry is picking up now, um, while uh, graphic design does seem to be oversaturated now. Yeah, yeah. And you certainly have a lot of complementary skills. Yes. And also um, complementary softwares that you that you work with yes yeah we have a wide range of software that we use i do think that graphic design could definitely help somebody uh, with the 3d modeling in, uh, industry especially if you are looking at uh, texturing wise um, you do need to know photoshop uh, and even to edit renders if you need to um, it's a very important tool to know do you do any type of active learning to keep your skills sharp in design work outside of your your nine to five? Uh, yes, I do. I definitely use Blender on my own time, uh, whether it be studying how to use Blender 2.0, which is their most, 2.8, sorry, their latest release on Blender, as well as um, using it to learn basically what is now in the industry. So I may actually look up um, different job descriptions and reflect on what they are looking for as oh, an asset. Okay. Yeah. So refreshing yourself with what the industry and its standards are at is very important. And um, uh, then studying those assets to learn. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah, I mean, in tech, it's always evolving. And exactly. Your, your skills are certainly never static. Mm -hmm. Awesome. So if you had any advice for anyone who wanted to get into 3D modeling professionally or going into school um, for that, do you have any suggestions for them? Yes, uh, I definitely think you shouldn't hold yourself maybe to one small niche. So if you're learning 3D modeling just for video games, I feel like you should be surprised and you know look out to other areas because I may have took school specifically for video games but here I am now working for training software and I feel like I would enjoy it more than working on a video game mm, yeah love it that's awesome great um okay I'm just gonna wrap up there because yeah. I we already did our outro yeah that's fine um anything else let me pause it because Okay, something else I wanted to touch on, and you you did discuss how you work with the client, but how does your role impact um, how you work with project managers, project coordinators? Yeah, so um, project coordinators definitely help us, I would say, gather information. Um, so they may be helpful with the point of contacts for our clients. And then also they may offer insights or other cues as to how we can help the clients when we design our maps. Um, so since they are mostly filling in the information that comes from clients, uh, they may understand more about how they may use the maps. Um, so when we render out a map or design a map for our clients, um, they may ask us to add something extra for them and um, they'll just guide us on how to make it the best possible and um, way for clients to use it okay and and also just for those of us those of uh, our audience listening who don't know what does rendering mean rendering is uh, after we have actually 3d modeled and created our product um, then when we want to turn it into basically pretty looking images um, that is what we call rendering 
Um, so it basically renders the light and makes it look like a real image. It's the, the, the finesse. Yes. Completed version. <laughs> yes. Okay, great. Um, oh, I do have another question. Um, so with every client, do you ever work with their branding guides when you're putting together your maps? Yes. Um, a lot of the times when we make our landing page, which is the static images, um, for a certain area, we do like to spruce it up, uh, and we want to make sure that it is going to match with them on viewpoint. Um, so we will look at their branding guides and their colors and, and definitely make it look cohesive with what they use. Awesome. So what, uh, now I'm getting more questions. <laughs> um, what's your turnaround time like when, like start to finish an average sized map, what does that look like for you? Um, it could definitely depend on how big the mill is itself. Mm -hmm. um, so in the case of Oroco, I could say that a map, uh, an area may have took two weeks to model, maybe a week to texture, and then it could take, depending on how many renders they need, maybe two or three weeks to render. Mm. So it could be from a month, usually an area, to two weeks for an area. It really depends on the size and, and what they expect out of it. Okay. Um, does it matter if you've already been working on the project? Like, let's say you're working on one section for a client. Um, if you move to another section of that same client, does that help with the time spent? Or is it basically the same? It's just based on size. Um, I would say it's, it's the same, definitely based on size. There are times where I've had to drop halfway through one area to start in another area because they requested that one first. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, it's important that they know ahead of time kind of like what areas they would like first, um, just so that we can basically time management and make sure that they get what they need. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay, again, I have another question now that we're, that we're really getting into the thick of it. So if I'm a prospect and I want to get into 3D modeling and um, I don't know what to look for, what, what would you say should um, a client or someone who's, who's looking to get into 3D modeling for their, their site or their company, what should they be looking for in outcomes of their 3D modeling? If I'm if I'm looking to do this for my at my warehouse or whatever, what should I be asking for? What should I be looking for at, at the end? Could you talk about that a bit? Yeah. Um, so the important thing would be if you are um, someone trying to get into 3D modeling and say you want to design something for someone, um, you definitely need to understand uh, what they expect out of it. Um, so like, how is it going to look, how much are they going to use it and definitely how much detail they need. Um, I would say the detail is the most important part to our maps. Um, sometimes it can be hard to gauge how much detail a client needs and, and sometimes it just may be impossible to do as much detail as they want. Um, obviously we work with manufacturing, so some things that we model can take a very long time depending on the detail that they want. Um, so understanding the client's needs and realistically letting them know how much detail we can do with an image so that they can um, basically be happy with uh, what they get in the end. Um, that, that said, um, you definitely need to understand um, textures, lighting, uh, and, and basically the, the spaces that will be chosen. Okay. Uh, do you find which, which is usually, and I feel like I know the answer here, 
uh, of the two main industries that we work in, manufacturing and healthcare, which are the more detail-heavy uh, of the two? I would definitely say, I would probably say, um, well, detail-wise, it might be hospitals only because uh, we're able to kind of duplicate a lot of the equipment that's in the hospital. And they have more more little equipment. Yes, more little equipment um, that we already have. So basically, we have already modeled a lot of the equipments that hospitals use, uh, especially like, you know, beds and stuff like that. Um, so going back to like the Barbie dollhouse, mm-hmm. um, it may look like a lot of stuff is in there, um, but it's most of the same stuff copied over and over. But at the same time, that gives the image more detail. However, manufacturing, I would say, is uh, more interesting to look at um, mm-hmm. because it seems like every mill or you know sawmill might be a little bit different. Um, there could be equipment that's older or newer, and the layouts might be somewhat similar but never the same. So you definitely get a more interesting map and in manufacturing. And um, since all equipment's usually different, we can't copy and paste like we can with the hospitals. Right. And I would think in manufacturing... Um, the flow of the space would be very different to yeah. a floor of a hospital. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Great. Uh, I think that 